Hey guys, it's Leah B from Prestige Veteran Medical Consulting. I wanted to come on today and talk about depression and how it relates to VA disability. So mental health disorders are some of the um, most common VA disabilities that veterans suffer from, you know, that are out there, right? So it, it, it ranges from anywhere from PTSD to depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder. There are several different types of mental health conditions that service members can be rated for um, or veterans can be rated for. And I'd like to get in a little bit today just about depression. Okay. So what is depression? So depression is defined by the DSM-5 as, um, you know, symptoms, um, five out of nine symptoms that have been, that have lasted for greater than two weeks, um, and are not due to things like bereavements, you know, uh, or, or some other transient, um, acute condition, right? So two weeks or longer, a five or more of the, of the following symptoms. Okay. Um, depressed mood, loss of interest or pleasure in things that you usually like to do change in weight or appetite, um, insomnia or too much sleeping, um, psychomotor retardation or agitation, you know, like, you know, fidgeting constantly, tapping your foot, having some difficulty sitting still, things like that. Um, loss of energy or fatigue, worthlessness or guilt, impaired concentration or indecisiveness and thoughts of death or suicidality. Okay. Or an attempt. So five out of nine of those um, symptoms in those different categories for greater than two weeks, okay? Um, so it's very important if you're experiencing any of those symptoms that you contact your healthcare provider so that you can be evaluated, get treated for those things. The VA has a great suicide hotline that's on va.gov um, that you can reach out 24-7 for assistance, right? But um, there are many veterans that are already being treated for this, um, are already service connected for depression or seeking service connected connection for this. So I wanted to go over a couple of the, um, you know, facts surrounding this. So who can diagnose you with depression? So you can be diagnosed and treated by your um, counselor, right? Your psychologist or your medical doctor, psychiatrist. So keep in mind that psychologists, while they do have a doctoral degree in psychology, um, are are not medical doctors, psychiatrists go to medical school and prescribe medications. Psychologists do not. They have a different type of doctoral degree. Um, a mid-level provider like a physician assistant or a nurse practitioner can also um, diagnose you and treat you with medications for depression, right? Um, in fact, if you go to a CMP exam, and we'll go over this in a later video when we do what happens in a CMP exam for this, um, most, of the, most of the time you're going to be seen for your first time evaluation for a mental health condition by a psychologist or a psychiatrist, but oftentimes for re-evals, um, you know, and this is always subject to change, but from my understanding for re-evaluations, re you can be seen by um, a mid-level provider for an increase, okay? Um, I don't think that happens very often simply because the VA has an abundance of psychologists that they use for these and, and they, you know, but it is my understanding. You might want to check with a VSO or, um, you know, your attorney or accredited claims agent, but a PA or a nurse practitioner or a non-psychiatrist MD can fill out your DBQ for increase rating, um, for a mental health condition. Okay. Um, but again, we'll get into that more when we do a video specifically on, uh, mental health conditions and CMP exams. 
So we talked kind of about what depression, what the clinical criteria for depression are, um, who can diagnose it and treat, treat it. Um, so when it comes to service connection, you can be rated on a primary or secondary basis for this condition. So primarily speaking um, from a primary basis, we're talking about direct service connection, right? So did you get diagnosed on active duty or is it related to something that transpired while you were on active duty? Do you have combat? Um, well, I don't want to say combat related PTSD because we're not talking about PTSD today, but do you have depression related to some kind of incident that happened to you while you were on active duty? Okay. Um, whether you were diagnosed on active duty or not, or perhaps you had the symptoms while you were on active duty, you got diagnosed after active duty and you have, um, you know, a chain of evidence that supports it. Maybe you have buddy statements, maybe you have, um, you know, who knows what, but it all go going back to incidents on active duty, that would be a direct service connection. We see a lot of veterans that get service connected on a secondary basis to, to other service connected disabilities, right? So um, you can become depressed due to a variety of other me medical conditions, right? So you can also have something called somatic symptom disorder, often referred to as chronic pain disorder, um, but that's a different condition, right? Um, so as far as depression goes, you can become depressed if you've got really bad back pain or you've got a shoulder, you know, shoulder injuries or other joint pains. Um, perhaps you have cancer and you get depression because you are going through that, right? So, um, you know, if you're service connected for one of those primary issues, right? Um, you're service connected because you had testicular cancer and you had, um, maybe you had testicular cancer on active duty and they removed a testicle and, um, you have residuals of that because you only have one testicle and you're depressed, et cetera. You can be rated on a secondary basis for that. Okay. So again, I always like to throw out that I'm not an accredited claims agent, attorney, or a VSO or anything like that. I'm a medical expert, a, a physician assistant. I was a previous CMP examiner. So, um, you know, and I don't know everything, right? I just like to share my experiences. So hopefully some of this is helpful to you guys. Um, so we talked about primary and secondary service connection for depression. I'm going to do some additional videos later on about what to expect in a CMP exam, maybe bring in one of our psychologists because we have some psychologists on our team um, in my company. We do assist veterans with medical evidence to support their claim. These things are never required, but they can sometimes be helpful. And we have a team of psychologists that um, do some of these types of letters if you've got a, a, a diagnosis for some of this um, already and you, you maybe have been denied before and you need someone to review the case with you um, from a medical um, standpoint. So let's talk about the ratings really quick. Um, so again, I'm not um, the expert on ratings, but I like to go over it because I know it's important to you guys. So you can pull this stuff up on the 38 Code of Federal Regulation. Um, and these things are always subject to change. But ratings are generally for this go anywhere um, all the way up to 100%, 0, 10, 30, 50, 70, and 100%. I'm not going to go over like the details of every single one of them, um, but generally it, it all depends on how much um, impact that you have in your life. So I'll talk about the 100% rating just because it's just at the top. So I'll talk about that. But 100% rating, um, it's, it's pretty difficult to obtain. Um, you know, some people may say because you have to have pretty, um, you have to have pretty severe impairment. Um so you have to have a substantial decline in cognitive and emotional functioning, um, self-injurious behaviors, suicide attempts are generally consistent with 100%. That doesn't mean you have to have those, but in addition, um, thoughts and tendencies towards self-harm, um, 
100% rating for depression and or anxiety or also includes homicidal ideation. Um, all of these symptoms and behaviors are consistent with the highest level of impairment, right? So, and different levels of impairment, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about 10% real quick. A 10% disability rating represents a less severe form of depression or anxiety. The veteran may experience mild periods of high stress, resulting in minor social and occupational impairment. However, the condition does not cause major functional impairment and can be managed with medication. So um, there are, you can go check these out um, if you'd like to look at them, how the VA rates these things. Um, so I hope that was helpful. Um, for you guys to understand a little bit more about this. So again, if you're struggling with this, please call out to the uh, VA hotline, the suicide hotline. Please seek help with your healthcare provider. Um, don't give up. Also, a lot of people ask me, um, can I be rated for more than one mental health condition? This is a question to ask your accredited representative, but generally speaking, you get one mental health rating and they roll them all into one due to something called pyramiding um, because of overlap of symptoms. So if you've got depression, anxiety, and insomnia, you're, they, it's usually going to be all on one rating line. Okay. Um, so I hope this was helpful and I'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for watching.